There we go. What's the clap test? The clap test is, now if you're a heterosexual, so I have to explain that the clap test is actually something different than what I normally usually test it for, <laughs> and that's for an STD. But in this instance, the mm. clap test is where I sync the audio and the video, okay. and I know where to do it. So when I clap, I know it spikes, and then I see it. And then it's easier to sync. Oh, nice. Look at I this. I know, right? Girl, you know. Getting good. Girl, you know, she has to try a little bit. She, she has, has to, to try, try a little bit. She has to. She yeah. has to do it. So she's, uh, it's a must. It's a must to do it. I am so excited to have on O Oscar this week a very special guest. She's been featured on HBO. You've seen her on Bravo. She has a special coming out in October that is going to be fabulous that she shot at the stand. Yes. And then she also has a podcast coming out called... Oh, Full Spread. Full Spread, ladies, gentlemen, and everybody in between. Please welcome Onika McLean. Onika McLean. Hey, Oscar. What's up? We were actually just chatting about what you should call your special, and I told her that she should call it Onika Unleashed. (laughs) I think that that's a good name. I think it's... You know what? It's very easy, Yeah. and I think it's very much on brand for who you are because you love you're you're very like fiery and out there and you know so i think that's a and that's and your comedy is that too so i think that's maybe right in my mind i'm thinking me naked uh dog chains like being like pulled in different directions that seems a little sexy to me but i think i kind of like it (laughs) you can catch her special on the disney channel Hearing this October. Yes. What's up, everybody? <laughs> I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Uh, I really am excited because, you know, we've gotten to know each other very well mm-hmm. over the past few years working together. And it's just every time we see each other, we connect on such a really deep level. And we have a lot of fun with each other. And we definitely have a lot of fun performing uh, on the same shows because yeah, uh-huh. we bring the same kind of like energy and fun and this is me unleashed kind of vibe yes. to our sets. So I'm really excited to have you on. And of course, she's also like blowing up all over the scene and she's taking New York City by storm. So, so that's, you, you know, we girl, outside. we outside, we outside, <laughs> but we're not like we're outside, but no longer outside because the pandemic kind of over. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of <laughs> how I like to look. Yeah, at but it. we outside and and oh, I slay every I day, slay. baby. I don't slay. I changed I, my outfit three what's times a, today. What's the minimum version of slay? I slew. This bitch is slewing. I like to slew. It's between slaying and slumming. We're going to check the dictionary to ensure that that's not a bad word. No, slew. It's like, it's between slaying and slumming. It's like right in between. It's like, um, you know I could if I wanted to. Wouldn't it be just called, I'm slumming and slaying, so it would be slewing. No, just slew. I just slew. Because you didn't slaying, you slayed, right? So I slay, right? I put it in the present tense. I slay. And if you slew, you slew. But I slay. No. Baby. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Ten years ago, never would I have thought that I would be trying to figure out a word that comes between slumbering and slaying. Mm-mm. 
slumming and slaying. Slumming and slaying. Because slumbering is sleeping and you're very That's busy. That's actually also true. You know, you're very busy. This you're not is, slumbering. I like, a, I like a good slumber. So I'm right... <laughs> I'm right above a good slumber, so we'll say I'm a slewing, right? Well, you can do what you want. Yeah. I'm a slay, though, all day. Every you day, are? Every day. She is slaying. Mm-hmm. She slays a lot. I kind of just... I changed like, my outfit three times, and this is the first one that I picked out. And then I was like, no, I want to do this. I want to do that because I'm following these girls on TikTok that saying that you have to be more soft. And I'm, you know, everyone's saying that feminine energy stuff, so I'm trying to tap in, but it's, you know, it's, it's a little hard. I like a little heavy metal. Yeah. <laughs> this is the same outfit I wore three days ago. Oh no! Mm-mm. Yeah, uh, I. I'm going through my. This is the. Time I have I, never realized how gay straight men are recently. Yeah, straight oh. guys are mm. so gay. They are. I don't get That's it. That's why like, I'm trying I to be more I was doing a feminine. show the other day. Mm. I'm wearing all black, black t-shirt, black pants, and I got white shoes on, and I got my black hat. In the front row is a man with a Hawaiian shirt, pearl necklace. And nail polish paint. And I was like, sir, you are gayer than me not. right now. No, he's not. But he's dressed gayer yes, than me. Yes, it's so crazy. That's why I'm trying to tap into my feminine energy because I'm like, I don't want to be more aggressive than these dudes. If everybody going to therapy and getting all soft, I'm just going to be softer than the man. But you're you're already feminine. No, I dress femininely. I'm very aggressive. Like, are I'm, you? Have you met me, Oscar? <laughs> yes. You know damn I mean, well. I didn't meet you in the bedroom, girl. I met you at a show. Oh, so you're I'm talking assuming... about oh, you're talking about sex. I'm not. I'm just talking about I'm not the talking energy about sex, but I'm talking about in general. Y- you think that I'm feminine? Yeah, the way you saunter into rooms, that's very feminine. It's oh. not like you walk in ready to play a game of NFL. Okay. So maybe I'm feminine. But you are feminine. I think don't try too hard to be too feminine. I mean, I think that's I good. I want to be like Marilyn Monroe feminine. I want to be like, hey, like breathy. I just want to try. I just want to try. <laughs> like I've been everything in in the world. I just want to be like soft. So anyway, <laughs> we're going to move on. Okay. So, so you know what I like to do in this portion of the podcast is a little bit of a surprise, kind of like get to know Onika McLean. And okay. that is you're going to do two truths and a lie. Okay. So give the audience two truths and a lie, and I will guess the lie. Okay. All right. I used to do cocaine. Okay. I went to college as an adult, and I had to bring my kids with me uh, after working a full-time job. So, okay. And I'm divorced. Gosh. I'm going to say the lie is... You used to go to college and have to bring your child with you. No, cocaine is the lie. I ain't never do no goddamn cocaine. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's usually the one where people are like, yeah, I did a little bit. I've never I've done a little bit cocaine. of cocaine. No. Mm-mm. You never know. This isn't this isn't me judging you. No, I'm this just is saying. me just being like, oh, like that sometimes is what people are like, oh, you know, I 
So now maybe you dabbled to, a little so bit. So now you really get to know me a little more. Look at that. So you went to college and brought your children with you. That was very commendable. Mm-hmm. That's right. You got to do it. That's how That's how Onika slays. Yeah. All right. So thank you for the two truths and a lie. We're going to go into a little bit about your background in comedy and why you got started. So give us a little taste of what made you go down this road. Uh, I always wanted to be an actress but acting uh, auditions and stuff like that were in the daytime. So I would just be taking acting classes all the time after work. And um, just in the vein of taking another class to get to the art, I was like, I'm going to take a comedy class. And I took a comedy class. Uh, the Comedy Cellar has a comedy class. Right. And I took it. And then, you know, I was in the class writing everybody's jokes and bossing everybody around and I really liked it and shout out to uh, Veronica Mosley that was my teacher she's still a comic now yeah. and uh, she was like I think you got something you should probably stay with this and I was like I think I'm a, I am and my mind I'm like it's it's after work and all the really good actors have comic comedy like they're com- comedians right so i'm thinking about oh, like monique no. monique a, a very good actor um wanda sykes they get all the good gigs you know the comedians so i was like okay maybe that'll like lead me to acting and then when i stepped on the stage and i had my first showcase at the comedy cellar and of course it's all your friends there so of course you kill but the i just got addicted to the happiness you got addicted to the adulation. No, the happiness in the room because I felt like, like I felt the energy kind of rise in the people, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's something!" And I, I and I was like, "I want to do it again and again and again." And you know, you have good sets and bad sets, but now the way I see comedy, it's more like a ministry. Like I feel like we're responsible for the world's laughter, different than only acting because you acting you put on someone else and you show the world who they are through becoming another character and you have that a part of that in comedy but we stand there naked telling our truth i feel like that's the dopest dopest responsibility i will say people are i will say when i tell people i'm a comic they're always like oh i could never do that Oh, I could never do that. That must be so hard. That must be so hard. And do you want to know something? It is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is because the funnier you are is because you get into a space in your life and in your body that's vulnerable. Yeah. So it's it's hard that way. I mean, that'll be the first time I've ever been vulnerable. I've been more vulnerable on stage than in the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, and I think comedy does that to you yeah. because you know what it is, is you get to get up on stage and you get to express who you are and what you think and what you believe in a way that it's like a fun therapy session. And because the audience is where no one talks back. But the audience, unless they heckling, but the audience, <laughs> the audience knows when you're lying. They know when you're feeling it and when you're not. You and you could. It's an energy game. Yeah. It is such and 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 I feel like with doing comedy, I've been so I guess like just I can feel it more. Yeah. I can feel it, and I try to ignore it sometimes because sometimes it's hard to know what people feel, but or how they're feeling. But it's it's I like it. I love it actually. Do you remember one of your first jokes that you told on stage? Yeah, I remember my set because remember I did the, I did a uh, a class, so you had to write a five minute set, 
and then you perform the set. But all of my jokes then were about sex. Do you think that that's the easiest thing to talk about in terms of comedy for people to go to sometimes is sex? I feel like everyone experiences it. Yeah. And so people like lean on it. And but eventually the more you get acclimated in who you are as a person, then your subject matter changes. Yeah. And then you can make uh, you know, a paper bag hilarious because you're because you're looking inside so deeply that you start looking at other stuff deeper. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting and it's true because I remember when I first started, I will say I talked about sex a little bit, you know, I did talk about sex. But as I've evolved into who I am, I'm digging deeper into more of like, okay, this is who I am and this is what I believe. And this is how I see the world. And that's where I think the truth of who you are comes out. Yeah, that's what's happening. Like I talk about being depressed on stage. I talk about my divorce now. I talk about a bunch of things. I talk about politics a lot or whatever because I just talk about the stuff that interests me now. Yeah, Making strangers laugh is the best thing ever. They don't know you from anywhere. You walk into a space and you and they're just like, ha, ah, and you're like, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I love it. My favorite thing is like getting on stage and just making like very uncomfortable straight men laugh. Yeah. That's the, the older best. the better. The, uh, the older old the white dude whiter, the... and he is laughing at ethnic uh, experiences that's not pandering to their community and just kind of just telling your truth. It's the best. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Onika, thank you so much for sharing your trip down comedy lane and how you got started. I really appreciate that. Thank you. We're going to move on to the next topic of O oh Oscar, which is the main portion of my podcast is talk about your first gay experience. Now, I always tell people and I always tell my guests that this is not necessarily a sexual experience. Mm -hmm. It can be about helping someone come out of the closet or helping someone realize who they are. So, Onika McLean, what was your first gay experience? Okay, I have a lot of gay experience, but my first gay experience, my brother Kevin, right? Mm -hmm. So my brother Kevin is gay, but black community, we grew up in the projects or whatever. And he, my mother religious then, she was like, he's not gay. And I was like, he hides the doll babies. He's always, ma, he is. Like he would just be switching and doing stuff. and he, Like just gay. But he grew up, he kept saying he wasn't gay. He went to high school. He had girlfriends. And I kept saying, Kevin, you are gay. And he's like, I'm not gay. Why do you keep saying that? And I was like, okay, you stop fucking with these girls because you are gay. So he went away to college. He went, he went to Howard and he was still not, he was gay in college and not with us. So I remember we had like a graduation party for him and, and all his friends was like, they, they don't know you're gay. They don't know you're gay. And it's so crazy because he would not tell us he was gay. And then one day, not many years ago, he's, he, he just came out to me. And he was like, I'm gay. And I was like, I told you this. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? We've been new this. Who cares? You could have been doing my hair this whole time. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, like, and now, like, he gives me a lot of fashion advice. But he could have been doing that shit since he was 10 or 12. But he would not do it. He would not come out. My sister's gay, too. But she's a late gay. I just want to say that <laughs> not all gay men have good fashion sense. Well, so, he does. Yeah. But let me ask you something, though. So in this instance where you kind of have this inkling, 
that he might be gay. Uh-huh. Where did you come to this conclusion that he might be gay? Where did you, from experience or seeing things, did you come to this conclusion that he might be gay? Because the things that he would do, um, playing with doll babies, all the things. This is now. This is in the eighties, right? Right. So the things that he would do would be like a, you know, attributed to like a female, right, a woman, and but he would hide it, like he would be like like braiding the doll's hair and as soon as I would come in a room he would throw the doll under the bed like so I knew that he was experiencing something feeling something inside yeah. that he felt was not accept- going to be accepted yeah. and he needed to hide it and I was like he's gay he he just he he, so he got a messaging from you know our surroundings that that wasn't cool so he wouldn't do it. But his best friend was gay. And his best friend, Jeffrey, shout out to Jeffrey, like came out, well, to us very early. Like maybe they were in junior high school. And Kevin, I was like, so Jeffrey's gay. You're not gay? No, that's Jeffrey, not me. Like it was just that. Do you think that his experience of wanting to stay in the closet was attributed by any type of fear that he would be rejected by maybe not you, but by kind of like the grander family. Uh, no, may, maybe by me too. Like um, I'm not all. I have not always been this evolved human being that's you know right. sitting before you. And I feel like most importantly, we were really religious at a certain point. Yeah. And so I, I feel like it was just religion and God. And you know, when you go to church still now, they be like God hates you know the gays right. and all that stuff. And and that's not true. That's not true. And what what church would say is they don't hate the the sinner. They hate the sin. Right. And so what what you're kind of saying to a gay person. Christianity is they are a human sin and that's that's horrible. But that's what that's what religion tells tells you. And it's so crazy because I raised my children up in a religious environment and that was the messaging that was the messaging and i always said to them i always said to my kids i don't believe that but i didn't believe that part so what was i showing my kids right you didn't believe that part but we still going to church yeah and my oldest daughter's gay yeah so can i ask like how did you then become evolved comedy Right. Because I feel like in my life, I stood behind certain things. I Mm -hmm. stood behind. I stood behind Christianity. I stood behind corporate America. I stood behind all these labels I put on myself. Single mom. I stood behind all those things. And comedy puts you in a space where you can't stand behind. You have to look. And once you start looking, I'm like, oh, Oh, that's 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 fucked up of me. That's a that's a crazy thought if you think about it. Yeah. What that don't even make sense if you think about it. And then I just started digging a little deeper inside of myself and as you start freeing yourself, you free other people. Yeah. So, when your brother came out, mm-hmm. Kevin, mm-hmm. when he came out, were you evolved or were you still kind of like in this why are you No, I was I was not as evolved I am now, but I didn't judge him. 
because I always knew he was gay. Right. Right. I, I knew it since he was a gay. I was like, this dude is gay. Like, and what he would do is he would like have outbursts where you can tell he's so pissed about something and you're like, it, you can't be this upset. Like, what's this anger? And the anger was he couldn't be him. Yeah. Yeah. Now, does your rest of your family accept him? Hell yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because, well, first of all, my daughter's gay. My sister, who uh, came out when she was like 40, and I remember when my sister came out to me, like, and we were adults, and she was like, well, are you still going to love me even if I love a girl? And I was like, bitch, yeah. <laughs> like, what you talking about? You're my favorite person in the world. Yeah, you know. Uh, I remember dating this guy, this pastor. I, we just gonna call him freaky, freaky, freaky preacher. But um, uh, I remember I was dating freaky preacher, and freaky preacher said to me that gay is a demonic spirit, right? And I was like, why? What do? You, why are you saying that? What? How? How? Explain that to me. He was like, you see, they all act the same. That's the demon on them. I said. And I said, that that's a lot of that's a lot of that's a lot of <laughs> nerve people, coming from people, someone named Freaky Preacher. And Freaky Preacher, I remember he was like, I had a dream about you, and I thought that Freaky Preacher was going to talk about me, Jesus, and him in some kind of holy trinity situation. He was like, you was laying on the table, and I was sopping you. I said, oh wait, <laughs> hold on, Freaky Preacher, <laughs> relax. He was a creep. He was a creep. And Freaky Preacher. Sounds like the demons got a hold of him. Yes, instead. that's what it was, right? And Freaky Preacher took me to dinner at this restaurant trying to impress me. And the restaurant, you know how restaurants have like the prices yeah. on the side? And he said, looking at the menu, he said, Can I have the 52? And the waiter who was gay looked at me like, like, you can't be this lonely bitch. And I said, <laughs> I am. I am. I am that lonely. It is what it is. <laughs> you know what? Leave it to a gay to give you that side eye and be like, girl, you ain't this lonely. <laughs> you cannot, you ain't this lonely. You cannot be this lonely. I love you so I love much. You too. So, Onika, thank you so much for sharing your first gay experience. That was a. I love that. I love that. I really yeah. do. We're going to move on to the next topic, and that is. A disappointing story. Now, disappointing story is a hookup that you might have had that was embarrassing, wild, crazy, hopefully not violent. But do you have a disappointing story you'd like to share? Hmm. I want something funny, fun. Um, I will say the preacher story was funny, and I was like, oh, wait, we're just going to let her roll. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Uh, oh, that was crazy. Freaky preacher. Um, let me see. Um, uncircumcised penises. Okay. We're going to go there. Let's right. talk about so, it. So not even really like a, a personal experiences, but I feel like when men aren't circumcised, right, they don't tell women they don't say anything about it, right? And the thing about uncircumcised penises, oftentimes you can mess up a woman's pH balance, right? And now I'm taking probiotics and antibiotics just to kind of like fuck with them. And it's a it's a hard situation to, to kind of deal with. You got to keep like pushing it down. It's not like easy. And I feel like it's misogynistic because if a woman had an extra piece of skin on top of her vagina, y'all would have us... Uh, tattoo hood bitch on our foreheads because 
men must know what's going on and it's not the same thing with women and i feel like we yeah, yeah men need to do better on that because that's so that's dick's point that's dick appointing to me like let me know if it's going to be extra work like wear a turtleneck, put a hoodie on first date. Let me know. Like give me an inkling as to what I'm gonna be dealing with, sir. Like it's just not fair to me as a as a woman. And I don't wanna have to be taking extra pills and stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm already older, so I gotta take Centrum Magnesium. I got shit that I already gotta take. I don't wanna have to take another supplement to deal with you. You know, I'm sorry, huh? Okay, that was more of a rant than a disappointing <laughs> date story, Onika. Okay, date. You said date. Okay. Well, like, you know, a hookup story that was disappointing or embarrassing. So I had hooked up with this guy before, but I don't really hook up a lot. So right. I was dating this guy, right? Um, and uh, we finally, it was time to do the do or whatever. And um, he was a little bit heavier and we were trying to do it. And he kept getting leg cramps. Okay. And so, like, he, we had to keep stopping because he had to, like, get the cramps out. And it was like, I don't know if he wasn't properly hydrated or he needed to take a banana or something. But it was bad, and it was it was very disappointing. Is that bad? It's not good. Sorry. It happened. How did... How does the leg cramps uh, stop be the, associated with... Because he's trying with, to move around and it's just not... It, but how is it associated with him being overweight? I'm just saying he was overweight. I'm just saying he was overweight. <laughs> I don't know what the next... Did you ever... Did you, did you ever have leg cramps when you have sex? No. Right, me neither. But were you on the bed and he was standing... So at first, but even when he was like trying to be like on the, like it just, he just kept cramping up. It was just not great. Girl, next time give him some pickle juice. I'm never going to mess with him ever again. That was hard. I was lonely and depressed and uh, that was at least 15 years ago. No, 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 I'm good. Pickle juice. Pickle juice? Pickle juice is what athletes drink when they start cramping. So like if you play a sport, they tell you to drink pickle juice because it has so much salt uh -huh. and it helps keep the muscles hydrated. Right, but athletes like athletes like they practice for hours. We talking about three minutes or four minutes. Like you cramping for ten minutes, sir. Like mm 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 mm. But was the dick good? No. Oh. I mean, I didn't really feel it because it kept. Right, you know what I'm saying? You gotta get to a space. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Onika, for sharing that okay. mm. disappointing story. Uh, so we are going to go into the last portion of O oh, Oscar, and that is the Gay DHD Wheel of Q&A. So I had to change this up a little bit because the questions were so blurry that no one could read them. So now mm. what you're going to do is you're going to spin and mm. what number that lies on, then I will pull, uh, I will read it off of the cue cards. Okay, cool. All right. You ready? Okay. So give her a spin. That's not a good one. Can I do it again? Yeah. All right, cool. Ooh. Better. Yes, Sonika. Yes. Okay, sorry. 
ten. Right, number ten. Oh, that's my birthday month. If you were to write on, if there were to be an autobiography written about you, what would it be titled? Behind the fear, after the fear. Okay. Why? Because I had uh, lived my life very fearfully. And now I'm coming to a space where I see that that was, um, it was, it was all false. Okay. And, and, and I kept myself in a box for a really, really long time. I was scared of relationships, just scared of doing anything that monetarily, monetarily that was big. I just, I just moved really fearful. And I, and I mean, I know why, because I was exposed to a lot of trauma really early. And so you want to try to minimize that in life and so you don't really do much yeah yeah so i love that good for you onika all right spin another one she has not let go of that coffee by the way yeah one that's my birthday day one october 1st oh is it really yes look at god all in here hey holy spirit how you feeling uh, oh, Nika McLean, mm-hmm. if you could get rid of one word in the dictionary, what would it be? Fear. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Can't. Ladies and gentlemen, the motivational speaker, Onika McLean. Don't roll your fucking eyes. I'm going to roll my <laughs> eyes because everything is literally. Because this is how I'm feeling today. Like, get, get me when I'm depressed. You've seen me cry. The fuck? <laughs> so you would. Okay. So you would take out can't. Can't. Okay. Yeah. Because you can. So if you were in a situation where the guy was telling you to come. And you were like, I can't. What would you replace it with? <laughs> you need to do something differently. <laughs> Flip it. Rub it. What Spit if someone bought him. you a pair of shoes and they were too tight and you said, he would, they were like, get in those shoes. What would you say that? I don't want to. <laughs> you see what I'm doing? <laughs> you see what I'm doing? She's like, I'm going to take out the word can't because we can do everything. Well, you can't fit in those shoes. I'm yes, I could. Yeah. I could. I don't want to. All right. Spin it again. <laughs> Miss Motivational over here. Why would he roll his eyes? I like doing okay. it. It's part of my four. heritage. Four. Number four. All right. If you could have dinner with any celebrity... Living or dead, who would it be? And where would you go? A celebrity. Cicely Tyson. She's still alive, right? She's dead. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) She does die like last year. So wrong with you. Woo. Dead or alive. You would need knowledge of celebrities to to ask that question. (laughs) Just listen, you know. I don't. Okay. The only celebrity deaths, in my defense, the only. 
in my defense, the only celebrity deaths that I have ever tracked was Robin Williams and all four of the Golden Girls. And that's it. I don't know anybody else. Sorry. I did understand Michael that Anne Hayes just, I just found that out. <laughs> Prince and died. I just when found that Houston out. When did Houston die? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when did these people die? Heaven is lit. <laughs> it is. Heaven is lit. Okay. okay. So, Cicely Tyson, mm-hmm. why and where would you go? Um, Cicely Tyson and where would I go? Um, I think I would take Cicely to Noble. Okay. Because it's so dark, right? And But it would have to be like on a Wednesday, right? Because I would need her full attention. Okay. Because I just want her to take me through her life because Cicely Tyson, she's a dark skin, dark like me woman navigating spaces that were reserved for lighter skin women. And she yeah. kind of like did it with grace. And one day I saw her um, walking down the street. She was in a play on Broadway and maybe it was like two, three years ago. And I just wanted to touch her, but she had a handler with her and the, and the guy looked at me like, you better fucking not. And, but she had this energy about her that I just like. You felt. Yes. It I was radiating. Felt it. Yes. I was like, oh my God. You so felt crazy. like legend status radiating. I like, just, you she, felt like her, you could, you, you could tell. Yeah. That she is a powerful human being. Yes. And it was, she was vibrating so high and I was just yeah. like, and she was like so thin and it was just, but she was just so graceful. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah. That's a, a good person to have dinner Miles with. Davis. There we go. She was married to Miles Davis and she got him off drugs. That's a strong woman. What? She got him, Miles Davis. Like yeah. that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. I love that. Yeah. Onika McLean, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, Oscar. Thank you. I Oscar. really appreciate it. Where can our listeners find you? Um, I'm Onika Comedy on most social media platforms, but I would love it if you guys just sign up for my newsletter, which is Onika, O-N-I-K-A, McLean, M-C-L-E-A-N.com. And uh, there's my calendars there and I have some merch there and we can stay in contact that way because social media is like flippity floppity and I want to stay, you know, connected. I love that. Make sure you check out Onika McLean. Uh, She tours all over the country. She's in New York City. She's just everywhere and anywhere. Make sure that you check out her podcast coming up. Full Spread. Full Spread. Mm -hmm. I was going to say spread it, but we'll go with full spread. (laughs) Uh, Spread it is a good title too. Spread it. Mm. And then make sure you check out... All right, calm down. Sorry. And then make sure you check out her special coming out this October called... We're going to figure it out. Okay. Onika Unleashed. (laughs) That's my vote. Uh, I'm very good at this. I'm very good at coming up with names. I I got that MacGyver. Nice. You know what that is, right? MacGyver. Yeah. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
I'm old, Oscar. Thank God somebody got that. <laughs> uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. Make sure you uh, check out Onika on all social media. You guys have been wonderful. Thanks so much for listening. And I will see you uh, in two weeks. See you Have later. a great weekend. Stay safe. Bye.